This is Warrior's Way Podcast, Episode 46, and I'm James Eek. The French poet Paul Valéry once said, The purpose of psychology is to give us a completely different idea of the things we know best. In that spirit, consider a situation many of us will find we know too well. You're sitting at your desk in your office at home, digging for something under a stack of papers, and you find a dirty coffee mug that's been there so long it's eligible for carbon dating. Better wash it. You pick up the mug, walk out the door of your office, and head toward the kitchen. By the time you get to the kitchen, though, you've forgotten why you stood up in the first place and you wander back to your office feeling a little confused until you look down and you see the cup. So there's a thing we know best, the common and annoying experience of arriving somewhere only to realize you've forgotten what you went there to do. We all know why such forgetting happens. We didn't pay enough attention or too much time passed or it just wasn't important enough. But a completely different idea comes from a team of researchers at the University of Notre Dame. The first part of their paper's title sums it up. Walking through doorways causes forgetting. Gabriel Radvansky, Sabine Krawetz, and Andrea Tamplin seated participants in front of a computer screen running a video game in which they could move around using the arrow keys. In the game, they would walk up to a table with a colored geometric solid sitting on it, and their task was to pick up the object, take it to another table where they would put the object down, pick up a new one. Whichever object they were currently carrying was invisible to them, as if they were in a virtual backpack. Sometimes, to get to the next object, the participants simply walked across the room. Other times, they had to walk the same distance, but through a door into a new room. From time to time, the researchers gave them a pop quiz, asking which object was currently in their backpack. The quiz was timed so that when they walked through a door, they were tested right afterwards. As the, re- as the title said, walking through doorways caused forgetting. The responses were both slower and less accurate when they walked through a doorway into a new room than when they walked the same distance within the same room. This doorway effect appears to be quite general. It doesn't seem to matter, for instance, whether the virtual environments are displayed on a 66-inch flat screen or a 17-inch CRT. In one study... They tested the doorway effect in real rooms in their lab. Participants traversed a real-world environment carrying physical objects, setting them down on actual tables. The objects were carried in shoeboxes to keep participants from peeking during the quizzes. But otherwise, the procedure was more or less the same as in virtual reality. Sure enough, the doorway effect revealed itself. Memory was worse after passing through a doorway than after walking the same distance in the same room. Is it walking through the doorway that causes the forgetting? Or is it that remembering is easier in the room in which you originally took in the information? Psychologists have known for a while that memory works best when the context during testing matches the context during learning. 
This is an example of what is called encoding specific principle. In the next experiment of the Notre Dame study, they showed that it's not just the mismatch in context driving doorway effect. In this experiment, which was run in VR, participants sometimes picked up an object, walked through a door, then walked through a second door that brought them either to a new room or back to the first room. If matching the context is what counts, then walking back to the old room should boost recall. It did not. The doorway effect suggests that there's more to the remembering than just what you paid attention to, when it happened, and how hard you tried. Instead, some forms of memory seem to be optimized to keep information ready to hand until its shelf life expires, and then purge that information in favor of new stuff. Redvansky and colleagues call this sort of memory representation an event model and propose that walking through a doorway is a good time to purge your event models because whatever happens in the old room is likely to become less relevant now that you've changed venues. That thing in the box? Oh, that's from what I was doing before I got here. We can forget all about that. Other changes may induce a purge as well. A friend knocks on the door, you finish the task you're working on, or your battery runs down and you have to plug in to recharge. Why would we have a memory system set up to forget things as soon as we finish one thing and move on to another? Because we can't keep everything ready to hand, and most of the time the system functions beautifully. It's a failure of the system and the data from the lab that gives us completely a new idea of how the system works. So this is from an article by of a man by the name of Charles B. Brenner and Jeffrey M. Zacks, both from, the Washington, from Washington University. And the article was published in Scientific American on the 13th of December, back in tw- the old days, 2011. I was passed this on by uh, one of my students who also listens to the podcast, Jordan. Um, Awesome article. Thanks for passing it on. And it makes a perfect spot in the podcast. Um, The takeaway from this for me goes back to my martial arts and Zen training on mindfulness. The simple truth is that most of us get lost in the moment of our lives each and every day. We simply aren't present. We might think we are, but we aren't really in our lives. We're kind of just riding along. We fill our lives with diversions and thoughts and worries and dreams and anxieties and excitements and things that just don't matter and move us from the very real facts of the here and now of our lives. This is the one of the main things that I myself have learned from Zen, and I think others probably have as well. The idea that we need to be in our lives is the most important thing. In the moment, right now. Aware of the fragility and the simple fact that this moment, this moment, that's all there is. It's all that matters. 
but instead we wander around obsessing about the past and dreaming about the future. The reality is, though, that we lose touch with the one thing that actually matters right now. You don't have yesterday and you don't have tomorrow. If you're walking around with a shoebox with a boot in it, <laughs> you should be present enough to remember that you're walking around with a box with a boot in it. I really like a quote from the jiu-jitsu master, Professor Hickson Gracie, that goes something along the lines of, something bad happens, man, just go to the beach. Enjoy it and breathe. To me, that statement, it isn't escapism. What it is, is about grounding yourself in the truth that what really matters the most is that you are present. And if what you need to do to be there is get past all of the other baggage that you carry and go to the beach to get there, (laughs) do it. That you get in the moment and not stress about things you cannot change or that haven't even happened. What you have is right now. And you had better learn to embrace it and enjoy it and see it as a great gift. Because that's what it is. Or else you're squandering your whole life without realizing it. You're just walking around from room to room, forgetting what you're carrying around. Martial arts at, at its very best shows us to be in the moment. You might not understand this until you train in something like jujitsu. Sure, you can learn mindfulness doing meditative breathing, and you can learn mindfulness in kata, and you can learn mindfulness in doing tai chi. But what I found after nearly 40 years of this stuff is that all of that is good and useful, for sure. But nothing teaches you applied mindfulness like what you learn if you do it properly in rolling in jiu-jitsu. And for the simple reason that you have to, or you're going to get crushed, and you're going to tap, and you're going to be exhausted. Nothing puts you in the present moment more than someone trying to crush you with their knee or their elbow or just their body weight. Now, don't take this as me saying other martial arts don't have plenty to provide, because they sure do. Remember, I meditate, I practice breathing exercises, I inject mindfulness into my day in a variety of ways, and I train and teach in a whole bunch of different martial arts. And I think it's all super valuable and useful. Jiu-jitsu rolling, or the wrestling-like thing we do where one person's fighting another, if done like true jiu-jitsu is intended to be, it's not about fighting that other person with strength versus strength, but to learn to breathe, to learn to relax, to learn to wait, to learn to be present in the moment and feel the intent and to feel the aggression of the opponent so that in the end, you aren't doing the work jiu-jitsu is. What you need to learn to get awesome at jiu-jitsu is to relax and to let go when everything else is trying to teach you not to, usually meaning that other person. You need to learn to breathe. You need to learn to wait. 
You need to feel, you need to very much to be in the present moment 100%. You can't worry about what just happened or what you want to happen. You have to be present in your body, feeling the weight and the pressure and the sweat and the heat and all the rest. You have to be mindful and aware of the now. And when you get there and you train that way, for sure you're going to know what that object is in the box. (laughs) With time, this can't help but translate into changes in you off of the mats. Things will not stress you like they did before. And other things in your life, you're going to view differently. So whether it is memory, your internal computer system, or mindfulness, the real secret to Zen or Jiu-Jitsu or any other martial art or life is this simple. Be in the moment. Be in your life. Cool. So again, thanks, Jordan, for that. So now we're going to go on to the question of the day. And this question of the day comes from Tom, who is asking, is Krav Maga a standalone martial art? Or is it better to learn another discipline than train in Krav Maga? Well, first off, (laughs) I'm going to say this is that I think all martial arts are great. I have been very blessed in my life, and I have been training since I was a child, and I'm turning 50 next month. Um, I myself have trained in some Krav Maga, not tons of it, but I've also trained in Judo, and a couple of styles of Karate, and Kempo, and Tai Chi, a few types of kickboxing, Boxing, Screma, Kali, Sila, Jeet Kune Do, Yaido, Jiu-Jitsu, just to name a few. And at my school, we have a number of these systems. And people come all the time and ask me what I think they should do if they can't take the time to do them all. And that's a hard one. I think you need to train in as much as you can. Because if you're fighting in a phone booth, you're going to fight a certain way. If you're fighting in a pool, it'd be something else completely. If someone comes at you with a weapon, you need to be able to deal with that. So in the end, you need to, if you're going to be a serious martial artist, study and be competent with every possible range in combat. Now, that takes a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of open-mindedness. And these days, there's a lot of interest in so-called reality-based systems. And this is all well and good, and they tend to be basic self-defense systems. Now, the question is, if someone teaches you if A happens and you do B, if that actually prepares you for anything other than A happening. In the combat arms army trades, they tend to look to train you in a way that you are sleep-deprived, you're hungry, cold, dirty, and dealing with a whole lot of chaos and dysfunction. And 
the idea with this kind of training is that when you're trained to deal with whatever comes your way, when the bottom has fallen out and get good at it, you'll be able to deal with everything and anything in real life when it happens. Now, a lot of self-defense systems don't understand this. They take the what I call the cookie-cutter approach. It's all techniques done this way or that way. It's not necessarily concepts in there. It's literally when someone does this, you do that. What I love about jiu-jitsu is that you learn some basics, but then you're set free to just train. You are training the way the army does. Dealing with stress and chaos and finding your way in there and coming to terms with it and finding peace in the midst of that chaos. What people need to ask themselves is if they want a martial art or if they want some techniques. And there's a big difference. I personally think that you can train in something like Krav Maga or Sistema or Gracie Combatives, but you also need a few other martial arts in there too. You need a system that engages you and makes you a better person. You need something that makes your life more. Now, if what you want is to just to learn how to protect yourself, then there are some really excellent systems out there that are better suited to do that than others. Now, if you are asking my advice, I would say you need jujitsu. But you also need a striking system. And you also need a weapon system. And you also need to know how to deal with someone in close and a little bit out of range. So, Tom, if you're interested in Krav Maga, be open-minded to do it for sure. Get in there and learn it. But also get yourself some jiu-jitsu. Because if your Krav Maga fails, your jiu-jitsu will save you. But you also need to learn to punch and kick and deal with those things coming at you. Like people would do it on the street. And think about getting some weapon training in there too. And to be honest, the best place that I have found this after all these years of doing the martial arts is in the Filipino martial arts. So whether it's Kali, Eskrima, Arnis, whatever. So there you go. I don't know if that <laughs> answered, but I helped, hope it helped in some roundabout kind of way. For sure, get out there and find what works for you. And the other thing to keep in mind is just because I'm telling you something, don't take my word for it. Get out there and try as many things as you can. Be open-minded. Find a good school with good people. You don't want to train at a place with a bunch of, you know, hair on fire, crazy people. <laughs> you want to train someplace that is going to allow you to train for the rest of your life. So I think we'll end it there. So Jordan and Tom, thank you very much for the ideas today. Um, if there are any others that you guys have, please send them my way. There's lots of ways to get a hold of me. You can find me through my martial arts school, the Eek Academy of Martial Arts. We're on Facebook and Instagram and there's a website, you name it. Um, you can also find me through the Warrior's Way podcast Facebook page. Um, yeah, I'm easy to find. Just look around for me. 
there's not too many James Eeks in the world. <laughs> um, now, if you like this podcast, I ask you one little thing. And some people ask you for money, and I don't. What I ask you for is give me five stars. Give me an Apple podcast review. Write some words. Wow, this guy is pretty cool. I don't know. Write whatever you want. But if you could give it a review, that would be great. It helps get the word out. The other thing is spread the word around to others if you like this thing. Because who knows where we can take it. Uh, Like I mentioned, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We are on um, the World Wide Web. You can find us everywhere. If you like this kind of stuff that I talk about, I've written a couple books. You could pick them up. Uh, One is named after, or the podcast is named after it, The Warrior's Way. Um, And then I have a second one called A Wolf in the Woods. And it's all about martial arts and training and all that kind of awesome stuff. Um, And I think that is about it. So, get yourselves out there. Train. Have an open mind. Read lots. If you find something and you're like, wow, that'd make a cool thing for that shaven-headed fool that does this podcast, uh, send it my way. I really appreciate it when I hear from people that they're enjoying the podcast, that uh, they have some questions about things or podcast ideas for that matter, Um, because there's lots of stuff that we can go into. Um, And I will leave you with that. Get yourselves out there. Have a great day. Be a good friend to others. Leave this world a little better than when you entered it. Take care.